Welcome back to another episode of the Laser Sword Wielding Podcast. My name is Noah Flack, and as always, it is great to have you here. Um, we're doing a bit of a different episode today. I've got an, I've got an interview um, with a good friend of mine who is a huge Star Wars fanatic, and we've got a, an awesome topic uh, to talk about uh, with you. But before we get into it, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at LaserSwordPod. That's at Laser underscore Sword underscore Pod. And if you have any questions and want to reach out or got suggestions, uh, you can reach out to the podcast uh, via email. Um, and the email for that is LaserSwordPod at gmail.com. That's LaserSwordPod at gmail.com. So we're going to get into the first episode, the first interview episode with my good friend, Mr. Andrew Hackler. How are you doing today, buddy? I am doing much dandy. I, uh, I'm awake, so that's, that's a plus. So, yes. I feel that, though. I feel I'm excited. That. In the era of COVID, it is very difficult to wake up. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, but that's a whole other story. But yes, uh, I'm very excited to talk about this because there's so many things with the yes. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be good. So yes. before we get into uh, our main topic, um, why don't you uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got into Star Wars and um, kind of just kind of just your background with with the property. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. I'm currently at uh, CW University with Noah Flack. We're having a good time up there. We're both in broadcasting. I'm also a uh, worship major, but uh, uh, Star Wars is an interesting part of my life uh, because my family grew up like when the movies came out, like my mom and my dad, and so they would go see it together all the time. Um, mm -hmm. I think they saw Star Wars more than any other movie in the theater because it was just so uh, dynamic for what it was. Um, you know, that you would try to, apparently they had like these little Kenner toys or whatever that you would um, uh, get if you, if you went to the movie. And so they would always try to go out and uh, try to see the movie so they could get the whole collection uh, while they were kids. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, so ever since I was a kid, I remember just growing up and Star Wars was just like there in some passion. I promise you Jesus was there more, but uh, <laughs> there was also some uh, some fun X from, uh, you know, Star Wars is on in some capacity in some way. We had uh, four, five, and six uh, all the time, and then the prequels were coming out right as I was uh, growing up, and I remember specifically, my I think my first big introduction, like me being aware of what Star Wars was, was mm -hmm. like the Lego Star Wars games. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, those are uh, I had like I think my folks showed me the movie or got me interested in watching the movie, but to like get me up to speed, I think I played the Lego games to get it started. I got the second one first because that had four, five, and six. Um, and so I thought that was the first one because that's how the movies were. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and so I um, played that game and learned about different scenes, and I was just like, well, this is strange. Uh, yeah, I think I know how this scene goes. Uh, apparently, the Jawas take three people and R two. My parents were like, "Oh no, let's." Um, and they sat me down and we watched uh, probably watched Star Wars. And I think um, two thousand eight when Clone Wars came out, that was a big shift. I'd say it was like, "Oh, well, this is 
interesting. Um, we're trying a TV show now, and this is after I'd seen the prequels. And yeah, uh, quick side story is hilarious. My parents were like, um, "We don't want." You. My mom was like, "I don't want you to watch episode three. I don't want you to watch episode three because if you've seen episode three, that's um, it's good, but there's some stuff." Yeah. Uh, and so for a five year old, for like a six five year old, it was just like, ah, "I'm sure it's fine. I got the Lego video game," and then. One day I snuck over to my friend's house and I didn't like watch it, but it was like on in the background. Mm -hmm. I was technically disobeying. <laughs> Probably not the best, but it was. Uh, anyway, so now I've seen it. Yeah, Clone Wars came out and that was awesome. I basically was, I watched Clone Wars until like season three and I was just like, okay, this is getting weird. And yeah. then, I, then I dropped out for a bit and then Disney launched their whole Star Wars thing. And I think like right before then I got back into Clone Wars. So uh, since then it's been going crazy, and I've just been I've just been in for the ride. And so it's been one heck of a ride. So <laughs> heck yeah, man. Yeah, um, it's funny too because I haven't talked about this on the show yet, but my introduction to Star Wars was Episode Two. So oh <laughs> I hadn't and I hadn't watched it. I hadn't watched it in uh, in theaters, mm. um, and so it, we had episode two on DVD. We bought episode two, and I remember watching it and thinking it was amazing. Um, objectively speaking, it's it's not, but like the fact that the it's fact objective. that it's it's it, yeah, objectively no, but subjectively it's still one of those movies that's like. I still enjoy it for the sheer fact that it, it got me into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And then you had Clone Wars and Clone Wars was, you know, absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. Um, yeah. And revolutionized kind of the way that I saw the prequels. And I think it revolutionized oh, yeah. the way that a lot of people saw the prequels because the prequels up until then, I don't think were as developed as they could have been. Um, there were some weird, wonky plot threads and, and motivating character motivations that really didn't make much sense in just mm -hmm. the context of the prequels themselves. But Clone Wars helped contextualize and also make us sort of empathize with some of these characters that we had seen in the movies. You know, we got to see a lot more of Plo Koon. We didn't see, yeah. we saw Plo Koon for about 0.2 seconds in the prequel trilogy, and that was when he was getting shot down over Cato Nemoidia. But uh, having that character, having Anakin developed into a oh, yeah. really likable character, yes. you know, developing Obi-Wan, because even though, even though most characters in the prequels were not fantastic, Obi-Wan was still amazing, and he got even more amazing yes. in Clone Wars. Oh, yes, he did. Um, but just seeing all of that development was just really, really cool. So I'm, I'm. It's really cool that that your parents showed you the original trilogy and that you kind of got in through them. Because I kind of, I kind of found it on my own sort of thing. Like my dad was a little bit of a fan, but not really. Oh yeah. Um, so that's really cool that you had that. Um, yeah. But cool, cool. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is something that I was live tweeting about. If you follow the show on Twitter, uh, <laughs> at LaserSwordPod, um, if you follow the show on Twitter, you know that I was live tweeting the, or live retweeting 
uh, some of the announcements from Disney Investor Day. And as we're recording this, it's been almost a month since Disney Investor Day happened, and we had a lot of big announcements happen during that time. And we're going to actually, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them. We've got a lot of exciting stuff. And it's also seeming to me that Star Wars is going the MCU route. A little bit. Where we're just kind of cramming a bunch of stuff. And I'm excited. I'm nervous because oh, the yeah. quality of that has been spotty for the MCU. So I yeah. hope that it's not the same with Star Wars, but we don't know. A lot of the things that we're getting are Disney Plus shows, which is really interesting. Should we're we start with what we know already or like... Yeah, we're going to start with The Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah. So, Mando Season 2, phenomenal piece of Star Wars. Probably dethroned Rogue One as the best Star Wars show, movie, whatever, Hmm. of the Disney era. Straight up. Freaking incredible. Um, And Mando Season 3, I think, will be really, really good. Um, Mm. Mando Season 3 has now actually been delayed to 2022. Was that um, official? That is official. Uh, John oh, Favreau wow. confirmed it um, in an interview that Mando season three will not be coming out until around November 2022, I believe, um, which is which is to be expected considering one of the other shows that we have uh, and that we are going to yeah. talk about later in uh, the episode, The Book of Boba Fett. Um, but mm. Mando season three, um, I'm excited. I am interested to see how they go though, because now that Grogu is with Luke, oh, yeah. um, spoilers, by the way, there are going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. I, if I didn't disclaim yeah. this already, there are going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. So if you have not Bro- watched yeah. the Mandalorian season two, don't listen to this episode and go watch the Mandalorian season two and then come back to this because we're going to be talking about that show the show's going to pop up a couple oh, yeah. times uh, throughout the course of this episode. But anyways, Mando Season 2 ended with Grogu being given to Luke. So my question now is, is Season 3 going to 1? Are we going to see Grogu again? I, I think the answer is yes, but I don't I, I know. I definitely think so. I mean, considering the amount of money that Grogu has made and like his name alone has released, I feel like... They're probably gonna show up. I hope he shows up more or less. Um, now, obviously, I hope he shows up in Mando, but I would love to see him in other stars media as well. Um, yeah. I think that uh, that's something that I was really looking forward to with the new trilogy was Luke and the Jedi Order, but that's okay. That didn't work out. It'll work out fine in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm good to I'm glad to like see some of that like come to light like just seeing him there was like what like luke was like that was epic uh it was it was an amazing moment um but now that we've seen luke and now that we've seen that is the show going to have like are we going to split the season sort of are we going to do like a couple episodes focused on din and then a couple episodes focused on grogu and then you know kind of a meeting of the minds type thing like Season three has a lot of unanswered questions. And the other thing, too, that I'm interested in is, will we see um, Din now try to help Bo-Katan reclaim Mandalore? Because he has the Darksaber now. So I I don't know. And that's the thing. Um, I'm thinking uh, part of this is a, I don't know. 
I'm not sure what people are on this, but one of the things that I thought that was like really cool about what Mando did is that since he now has the dark saber, it kind of makes him the perfect like and like just his adventures. Like he would honestly be one of the perfect people to lead Mandalore. I think not that Bo-Katan wasn't; she was fine. I would love Bo-Katan to lead it, but if you think about it, Mando kind of has both sides of it because he has the OG Mandalore, you know, terminology and way of doing things, but then he's also run into you know like Bo-Katan. And other stuff where he's like, you know, because he's like from Death Watch, basically, just mm-hmm. unknowingly. So he has the Death Watch side of him, but he also has the new empathetic side of him that says like, hey, that kid's mine. I want to care for him. So I feel like he would be such a good leader to lead the Mandos back to Mandalore to retake it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I could see him doing that. Um he was very reluctant, but also now that he has the Darksaber and now that also Grogu is no longer with him. Big sad, but it's okay. Yeah, it is a little, it is a little tragic. Um, and it's also interesting the- too because Din doesn't have, a lot of his character motivation over the past two seasons has involved the child, has involved Grogu. Now that he doesn't have Grogu, it's going to be interesting to see how they develop him going forward because because for the last two seasons he's basically been tied to grogu a lot of his character development has involved grogu so basically i'm excited for mandalorian season three i'm very Mm. cautiously optimistic only because of the fact that one of the biggest character motivators for mando is now gone so i'm a little nervous but i'm also excited i think it changed him for the better because i mean like to meet all the people that he came across i feel like Mando would have been that wouldn't have been that way if it hadn't been for Grogu. Oh, absolutely not. And then I think I think Grogu changed his heart enough that I think it leads him to be more of a selfless person. Not saying that Grogu is Jesus. Don't worry. Uh, I'm just saying I think that love is um, I love is a good good way to connect and change hearts uh, in a certain way. Yeah. So okay. So that's Mando season three. Basically, yeah. verdict. We're both excited. Um, but we're very interested to see how it will play out. Oh, yeah. All right. The next show that we've got on the docket is the Cassian Andor series. Um, this is supposed to also come out in 2022. My guess is, is that it'll probably come out in spring of 22, um, spring or summer of 22. Basically, uh, for those who don't know about the Cassian Andor series and what it's about, if you watched Rogue One, it basically follows the rebel spy Cassian Andor and essentially it's sort of apparently a spy thriller and it's helmed by the same guy who wrote the first four Born Identity films, which kind of makes sense. Um, but we will, see, uh, we will see him in a sort of prequel sense before he died in Rogue One. And I'm intrigued the sizzle reel didn't that was released didn't give us much gave us some behind the scenes stuff um but it didn't give us much in terms of it is a sizzle reel but it didn't give us much to go off of we didn't really have we had some concept art that looked kind of cool there were Mm -hmm. there was actually if you noticed in the concept art um there Mm -hmm. was a venator that looked to be disassembled or set up to be disassembled there in the concept art there was a venator and i'm really interested to see if it's the same planet as 
um, the one that was in Fallen Order. I don't remember the one that you start on in Fallen Order. Um, you mean you mean um, um shoot Pagano? The, oh oh no no you mean um uh, the Scrapper Planet right? Yeah, I, I'm uh, blanking on its name now. I can't. Yeah, I'll look it up. Uh, let's see. It's okay. I'm sure if I just um, uh, we may see that planet in live action potentially. Braca. Um, that's Braca. What it is. Yes, Braca. We may see Braca in live action um, because be cool. Braca was known as a scrapyard planet. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Braca, but I also don't know if that scene will make it into the final show because we've had times where we see trailer footage or whatever and it doesn't make it into the final product. Rogue One mm -hmm. being a prime example of that when in the trailer the crew was running away from an ATAT that was shooting at them and then in the final movie. We never saw that. So I don't really know if that's going to be in the show. I hope it is because that would be pretty cool. I'd love to see mm -hmm. just a giant Venator just being disassembled, but who knows. But I am excited for Andor. I'm not really sure what to expect from it, though, honestly. Um, just because of the fact that I really didn't have much of a connection to Cassian when he was in Rogue One. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know what to think of this. I think I, for me personally, it was one of those things that was just like, it was right, it was one of the first things that was announced, like, when Disney was doing all that stuff, like, a while ago, and I was just like, cool, your name dropped this, and then, like, nothing happened, nothing was said, and then now that we're actually finally getting some stuff, like, oh, this is still getting going into works, like, I have no idea what Ryan Johnson's doing, if that's still a thing with his trilogy or not, I know Taika Waititi's now making a movie, which will be cool, but it's just like, well, shoot, what's going on? But so the fact that we actually have like a confirmed thing for this, I'm really, really happy about. Um, I'm not sure what to expect either. I also didn't have that much of a connection to Cassian, but I had a huge connection to K2SO. Uh, yeah. I, I love that droid. Uh, he's probably my favorite droid in Star Wars. And because they, they've said that he's coming back on the show, isn't he? Is he going to show up or? I have like not that. heard anything about that. Um, he might be, and if he is, I'm excited for that. But mm. I have not seen any any sort of casting um, related to K2. Ooh, ooh. Starring, starring Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk. Oh, oh. never mind. Very he excited. is coming back. I am excited now. <laughs> he is coming back. I am very, very excited now. Yeah. yeah. Wow, We're also getting... Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One and Revenge. That's so, right. So we will I be seeing Mon her. Mothma. Um, cool. I, I'm, in all honesty, I'm just excited to see like um, where Cassie was in the rebellion because we have so much info on, like, you know, like uh, the Ghost Team and the Phoenix Group. Um, mm -hmm. But there's so much we don't know about the Rebel Alliance during that time until like like season four was of Rebels was like, yeah, here's the growing rebellion. I'm like, great. Where were all these other people? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think I think they did such a good job, but I think that it would be cool to also see where these guys are going to be. You know, uh, Cassian's like, I've done some some bad things for the rebellion, man, and I'm like, what bad things? What's so bad? What did you do? Did you throw a stick at a stormtrooper? Did you beat the stormtrooper with a stick on the head multiple times? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it'll it, it's in, it'll be interesting. Um, I think that. Rogue One did a really good job at blurring the lines between the Rebel Alliance and the Empire mm -hmm. um, because we've always assumed a lot of how Star Wars works is that Star Wars is very black and white. 
it's very you know you know who the good guys are you know who the bad guys are it's very simple it's a very simple um franchise rogue one did a good job of blurring that line because we saw people who you know we saw saw guerrera again but this time he was leading literally a terrorist group who yeah. didn't care about civilian casualties in order to stop the empire. Yeah. That's not really that's not really something you associate with, you know, the rebel alliance. Yeah, um, that's a Saul Saul I no, I love Forrest Whitaker and I thought he did a great job with the with the character, but Saul Guerrera as a character, I no longer enjoy just, you know, because well, I mean, I enjoy his character presence, I should say. I should say um Morally speaking, I don't enjoy the fact, oh, I'm a terrorist. I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want. That's kind of not okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting, too, because we've always had, you know, the Rebel Alliance, we've never seen, we've never really seen civilian casualties. You can kind of yeah. assume, though, because the Rebel Alliance in of themselves are a terrorist group. Like, yeah. if you think about it, they are a terrorist group. Hashtag Empire did no wrong. Um, Hashtag they did, but <laughs> I'm I'm you're right. Empire. But you're I, right. I, I'm but, a I'm an Empire fan personally. You're so. fine. You're good. But, I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's fair. But the Rebel Alliance has done some very questionable things, and we saw that in Rogue One. You know, we saw the one commander guy. I don't remember his name. Um, who was like, let's take out, you know, let's snipe Galen Urso. Yeah. Yeah. Galen Urso, even though, you know, he doesn't actually want to be in the Empire. He's in it against his will. And But you don't know that. And I but think they don't know that. And so they're just like, all right, let's just take him out, bomb everybody type thing. I think which that's is one of the things I love extreme. that they're doing with Star Wars, right? I love I love that they're doing that with Star Wars right now because you have heroes and villains on both sides oh yeah um, and so it's interesting you know just because oh yeah i'm with the rebel alliance that does not automatically make you a good guy no, um doesn't make i you think a good the same person. thing could be said the same thing could be said in like you know um you know in political leaning parties or like even like our christian faith but like specifically in star wars i think it's interesting that like you know oh sorry the house the house phone <laughs> it's all um, good I'll just let it bring in the background. Um, uh, what I lo- what I love about Cassian's character is that he's one of those people that came from a separatist, uh, like the CIS, and that's like, did he? Uh, they've been doing that in some comics. Like, uh, if you ever read, um, did you read the Kane and Jarvis comic um, about how he came to be? Like, I uh, saw snippets. I know he was the Padawan of Depa Balaba. Mm, okay, they have um. So they have this whole thing where they talk about um, Hill of Doom uh, and, you know, Depa Balaba fighting, what's his name, uh, General Cleave on the battle uh, on Calor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is where Order 66 happens for um, his squad. And um, he's still a kid at this point, still trying to just, like, you know, kill. <laughs> it's oh, just, yeah. like, having fun with the clones, and these clones are, like, his best friends. I mean, he just lost one of his friends, his clone trooper man, uh, Stance, and then all of a sudden, boom, clones turn, and he literally spat in the face of the uh, Separatist guy in front of the clones as a joke or something like that. 
uh, General Cleave. They saw him depart, meaning the end or, end of the battle, uh, in the Separatists, and so they basically gave that planet to the Republic, and then boom, Order 66. And then what you have happen is Caleb goes on his own, becomes Kanan Jarrus, and then you have a smuggler that he ended up teaming up with for a time, joined forces with General Cleave, both now as members of like a rebel-ish like, group, I guess? They're not like, you know, official or anything, but they like fought against the Empire, so... I mean, all of that to say, I just think it's interesting to see that you have, like, rebel heroes that come both from the Republic and the Separatists. I think that's, like, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I am fascinated by that concept. Um, I do hope we get... I guess one of the things that I want from Andor is I really want to like Cassian, right? I want... Because <laughs> yeah. it's not that I don't dislike him, but I also don't really care about him that much i want andor to be (laughs) exactly i want andor to be that show that's like all right this is why he is the way he is and i think it's gonna do that because this is actually going to be the longest live action star wars series uh it's gonna have 12 episodes which is exciting we're gonna get a lot of it so that i hope i hope that because of that we get development and i think we are Because the way that Diego Luna has been talking about it, we probably are. We're going to understand who Cassian is. And that's what mm-hmm. I want. That's all I want. But that's that show. Um, comes out in yeah. 2022. We don't have a firm release date yet, but yeah. my guess is, is that it's probably, it's probably going to come out you know, uh, sometime in the spring. All right. Next, we're going to talk about two different series because uh, they kind of, they're kind of, kind of connect because they're set within the same timeline. Rangers of the New Republic Ooh. and the Ahsoka series. Okay. Both of, them, both of them do connect because they're both set during the time period of the Mandalorian and they're spinoffs, essentially. First, we're going to talk about Rangers. Um, Rangers is basically going to... There's not really too much that we know about um, about Rangers, so this will probably be a quick one. But Rangers is going to most likely have Cara Dune at the head of the series um, because it, it was teased during Season 2 that she was going to become a Marshal of the New Republic, and she does. But most likely with Rangers, we'll see more of that. Um, I don't really, we don't really know too much yeah. outside of that for Rangers, unfortunately, but my guess is, is that Gina Carano is probably going to be the lead on that show. Um, I would also love to see Dave reply, reprise his role as a trapper wolf. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that'd be interesting. I'd love to see Dave. I'm sorry. I, I know. I, I mean that in all seriousness. I just love that. <laughs> it, it is kind of great. It is. It is a great name. How many Clone Wars references can I make with my love for wolves and in Star? How many wolves can I get into Star Wars? <laughs> a lot of them, apparently. Yes, a lot, and it works. <laughs> so, uh, but, but um, so that's Rangers. There's not. We don't really know too much about Rangers, so there's really not. What I can, what I can say is that about. I'm, I'm excited to hopefully see some more stuff with the New Republic in general because basically all we have is the aftermath trilogy. We also um, have which, bloodlines and bloodlines, but if you haven't like read the books like me, which I want to, it's on my list. But again, that's been on my list since 2015. Uh, so it does make it a little difficult. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I mean, like the fact that we have some live action like stuff with Mando and then Rangers, like I'm just excited to see like what it will be and what it will explore because I love that Mando kind of just like like New Republic's like trying to be a new law keeping policeman in the galaxy, but then like Mando's just like Oh, I don't really care about that. It's I mean, fine. They seem the New Republic at this point seems very weak. Yes. Um, probably because of the fact that it is it's only been five years or so. It really hasn't had a lot of time to develop. So mm-hmm. I do hope we see some of the inner workings of the New Republic. Bloodlines hinted at some of that a little bit, um, mm-hmm. with some of the more political drama. Um right, Princess yeah. Leia at the center of all that. Um, Mm. But I do hope we see a bit more of the inner workings of the New Republic because we really don't see it much in, at least in live action outside of, oh, well, Force Awakens, Starkiller Base, there it goes. They just blew it all up. Bye-bye. I mean, I was excited about that, but but it kind of makes sense, though, because, you know, it's like 30 years in the future, so it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. But that's that's another another can of worms. What I'll say, though, is something that I noticed about since, like, you know, New Republic is so weak. Um, I just thought it was interesting at the end of that ep- of episode two, season two, when uh, Mando is like, "How about we uh, call it even, and you guys just give me a lift?" And they're like, "Nah, we're just not gonna kill you." I'm like, "Well, no wonder nobody came to help when the New Republic was destroyed because of stuff like this." I'm yeah. just like, "I'm like, if you want to show yourself that you're a good government, yeah, you gotta be firm, but you also gotta do your like help people." It's like. If I was a cop driving on the road and I saw a tow truck, like a car wreck, and I did nothing, like, <laughs> I did nothing, then, like, what the heck? Yeah. Of, of course no one's going to like you. Sorry. Um, yeah. We'll see. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's applicable. So, but that is kind of Rangers right now. We don't really know a ton. So we're going to, we're just kind of going off of what we know at the moment. The other series and the one that I'm personally more excited for Oh, I am too. Ahsoka. Ahsoka <laughs> is going to be, Dave Filoni is going to be the showrunner, naturally. Mm. I would hope he is. Um, yes. And there were a couple bombs that were dropped in the episode that she was in, most notably the fact that Thrawn is alive. Well, um, yeah. Which is, I kind of assumed he would probably show up in some point. I didn't think he was dead necessarily. I didn't think um, he was going to show up in Mando at all. I thought, like, just his name drop, like... The name drop like, was amazing. The fact that um, we even got Ahsoka, that was like, whoa. I was definitely excited about that. Um, but we got Thrawn. So Thrawn is alive. Thrawn is canon-confirmed alive at this point. Ezra um, question? Sabine Ezra, question? Ezra, I don't know. There's a theory that Ezra is still alive. Um I will say, and you know my opinions on Rebels very well, but for those listening who are not familiar with with my opinions on Rebels, I will probably talk about Rebels in a different episode in more extensive detail. But suffice it to say, I don't really care for the show that much. <laughs> I don't like Ezra in particular, and I think he's, a, he's the reason why the show really just doesn't do it for me. Um, there are some cool moments and there are some good episodes. I will, I will say rebels does have some good stuff. Um, it's just, the problem is, is a lot of that seems to be subverted by Ezra, um, and by a couple other characters in the ghost crew as well. So I'm, 
I'm very skeptical. If Ezra shows up, which it makes sense if Ezra does show up, but I'm still very skeptical only because of the fact that I don't really care for him that much. I think that maybe a more yeah. mature Ezra. Yeah. This, I think that. this may <laughs> help me understand him more as a character. The problem is, is I just don't care for him in Rebels. So uh, if yeah. Ezra does show up, which I, I feel like he probably will, I, I just am not, I'm not totally sold. Um, but I am really excited for Thrawn. I, ideally, I'd love Lars Mikkelsen because he voiced him in that would be Rebels. Um, I, I but, love it when they do that. When they... But they may do somebody else, you know. Uh, we saw Rosario Dawson being cast as Ahsoka instead of Ashley Eckstein, even though we do know that Ashley Eckstein did try out to be Ahsoka. Rosario was ultimately casted, and it could be the same thing with Lars Mikkelsen if he's interested in playing Thrawn in live action. I think what's, you may what's get, interesting about Ahsoka you know, is that I think that her character... If you look at it from the onset, I automatically picture like an African American person, but I knew it was a white voice actor voicing. It. I didn't mind either way, but I just thought like, well, of course you probably can't. I mean, Ashley Eckstein, she totally could have done it, but I think Rosario Dawson might have been a better fit. For, she did fit it really well. Um, yeah. I mean, that being said, I'm always down to have Ashley Eckstein come back in voice roles and in live action if she ever wants to but i'm down for rosario right now she's pretty good i think um, also um i was having a conversation with a friend of mine and what's interesting that they pointed out was yes it would have been cool to see ashley eckstein voice ahsoka and be ahsoka in live action like we had Kate, like we had katie sackoff as bo -Katan in mm. both voice and live action but Katie also, Bo-Katan was modeled after her. So it kind of made sense to have her as Bo-Katan in live action. The thing is, is that with Rosario, you know, she's a practiced actor. She's a proven actor um, in a sort of, in a live action capacity. That's what she does. You know, mm -hmm. we've, we saw, we've seen her in a lot of stuff, most notably for me in, in Daredevil. Um, mm. But we know that her acting translates really well to live action. We don't yes, know if does. Ashley Eckstein would have translated well. As much as I'd love to hear her voice as Ahsoka, yeah. we don't know how well that would have translated. That was um, so cool in episode nine, though, when I heard, like, her voice and then Kanan's voice and then all the characters from the movies. That was one of the, that was one of the coolest parts for me. It was. Uh, I just wish we saw... Anakin. Oh yes, Anakin's mean, Force Ghost. But I want all other Force Ghosts. That's a whole other topic. That's a Where's whole the JJ topic. cut? Sorry, I'm yeah, fine. real talk. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Um, that's a whole other. That's a whole other topic for another day. And I, yeah. I will also, uh, for those listening, I have a few episodes planned to talk about my opinions of the three trilogies. Uh, the sequel Ooh. trilogy will be discussed on this podcast at some point. Um, yes, yes. But needless to say, it was cool to hear that. I do have some nitpicks with Rise of Skywalker. I have nitpicks oh, with the cool. entire sequel trilogy, and honestly, I could probably have nitpicks Heck. with the entirety of Star Wars. Yes, um, there's um, I, I know some. I even have some nitpicks with Episode Five, but that's um, that's another can of worms. It's um, a, that's a whole other thing. But needless to say, I am very excited about Ahsoka. Um, yeah. There are a lot of things that we could see. We could see. Um, the world between worlds may yeah. come back in live action. Yeah. Although I'm not really totally, I'm not really totally sold on 
time travel in Star Wars. In all, in all, I was not really honesty, a big fan of that concept yeah. in, in Rebels, personally. When I saw it in Rebels, I was actually really upset. I was like, I really was just like, really? Like, what the heck? I mean, we didn't need this. The only benefit thing that it did for me was like, oh, Ahsoka's not dead. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's fine. But then again, this was before the whole concept of like, this is when I was thinking, Luke's the only Jedi after, um, you know, by the time episode four hits, you know, it's like Luke, Yoda, and Obi-Wan. I thought that was it. And now, guess what? Rebels said, um, so that's not true. And we I'm have like, Ahsoka. Uh, we have Ahsoka. We probably have Ezra somewhere, which is, which is why I kind of want to see him come back, at least in some capacity. I just want closure on the show. That's fair. That's um, fair. There really wasn't it, any. Because there wasn't. I mean, I'm glad we got some closure with Clone Wars Season 7, which I still haven't seen. I'm this close. We're on Season 5. We're on the end of the Droid Squad episode. Um, I'm so, so sorry. So we're this close to catching them up. I, I'm pointing my fingers really closely. Anyway, uh, but so we have closure for, closure for Clone Wars. I'm so glad we got some closure on Ahsoka to see, like, what she's doing now. We hear that she's after Thrawn. So I'm like, okay, cool. Does that mean Sabine is a thing? Does that mean Ezra is a thing? I mean how much time has elapsed and exactly like, what do i mean think? hera's alive because yeah. we do know that hera was in rogue one we saw the ghost in rogue mm. one there's a like a if you do a frame by frame breakdown of like all the ships that show up in rogue one you can kind of see it um you can also hashtag actually Chopper technically see it in, in rise of skywalker um hashtag jason sandula question mark maybe <laughs> i don't know um, also nice legends crossover with the name there you go um yeah. but needless to say i'm excited for ahsoka i think ahsoka is probably yes. going to be the better of the two shows personally but i'm not going to mm -hmm. count rangers out because it could show us some really interesting things about the inner workings of the new republic i also like uh, that it's a limited series with ahsoka because that I means like they're not going to just because they're not just going to like when i first heard about mando season two having all the clone wars characters i was like okay why are you just gonna are you just gonna milk Clone Wars like as much as possible? And they didn't, and I'm so glad that they didn't, and it makes me very happy. So I'm they're not excited. just gonna yeah. they're not just gonna money make this anyway. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we're going to move on to another show that was announced, and to probably one of the biggest shows in the entirety of the Disney Investor Day, and that's the Obi Wan series. Oh I my word, Obi-Wan. so no. excited for this series. So basically a rundown, a kind of rundown for this series is um, it's set 10 years after Revenge. So we do know that both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen have both been cast. Uh, Ewan's obviously playing Obi-Wan. Hayden has actually been confirmed to be Darth Vader. I'm fangirling. Uh, I'm boying. I'm a, I'm a man. Promise. I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I feel that though. Um, I'm very excited for this show. I it's being uh, helmed by Deborah Chow, who directed. Oh, what episode of Mando did she direct? I want to say it was episode six of season one. I don't remember. Um, I just do. I do know that she was involved in Mando, and her episode was awesome. But needless to say, I'm very excited for this series. I think it's going to yes. be, it's a limited series. So we're only getting one season of the Obi-Wan series. Right. Um, which also I'm really, a good I'm, idea. I'm, I, this is the one series though that 
I will say I can see this series being more than a limited series. And here's why. Because of the fact that in terms of the other series that we've talked about so far that are limited, the Obi-Wan series has the biggest potential to be milked, quote unquote. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that one, the series is, I think the series is going to do really well on the sheer oh. fact that it is the Obi-Wan series. This is a series that we've been, you know, hearing about and hearing talked about for at least four or five years now. Um, yes. And it's a series that, you know, we didn't really know if it was going to happen for a little bit. There were rumors of it being canceled and, you know, a couple of years ago. And now it's like, well, now it's actually happening because um, mm -hmm. it's been confirmed. It has, you know, it has confirmed casting from the official Star Wars account and stuff like that. So we know that the series is happening, which is exciting. I'm really glad to hear that the series is actually happening. My only concern with this series is that if it does well, which I really do think it will, just on the sheer fact that it is what it is, I think that this series will most likely get more seasons. I think it could. I, I think, I think that it could. I think that this is the one limited series where I think there could be more. And that excites me, but that also makes me nervous. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I, um, so I, I literally just topped on Obi-Wan's Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, and oh my word, it has changed drastically. Um, just like, <laughs> like if you look from the top, there's just so much interconnectedness between like Clone Wars and like all the comics and tie-ins and stuff. And like, so like, who knows what they could add with like Obi Wan, like just in general in the future. Um, honestly, I'm I would love to see him like you know have some uh, some new things happen. Obviously, but there's also like um, some comics about his time in the desert. I don't want to see a recapturing of Obi Wan versus Maul. Um, I'm kind of okay with that not happening, especially since this is like when he's younger. Yeah, you know. Um, but I would love to see you know, maybe uh, a certain uh, Wookiee bounty hunter, uh, maybe uh, go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Obi-Wan, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Black Kar R R R Raston, or however you pronounce his name. I don't remember his name. He was really cool, though. He was in, I know, um, I just, he was all the, he was in the Maul comic, I think. I want more Black Karastan. Did he survive uh, that encounter with Maul? I'm not sure. Do we in know? I have, I think I have that issue of the Maul comic. I don't remember if he survived. <laughs> But if he did, I would I would be very that would be pretty yes. cool to see him. But yeah, so that's kind of the Obi Wan series. We got a short teaser My, of just kind of the logo. But I am very excited. It's probably the series that I'm most excited for. Oh yeah. Um, but I I am ready. I'm ready for yeah. the Obi Wan series to finally come out after being rumored that it wouldn't for like forever. But it's uh, happening. It is finally like happening. It's finally happening. So, uh, let's see. Next show we got is the Bad Batch. I Bad Batch. this is probably the below Ahsoka and Obi Wan. This is probably the show that I'm most excited for. Oh, I am um, very Bad Batch. Is first of all, uh, spoilers for Clone Wars season seven. I know um, they're. I know they're there. Don't worry. They well for those. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know season seven or haven't watched it. First of all go watch that because it's amazing. And actually, if you yeah. haven't watched The Clone Wars and you heard us talking about it earlier in the show, go watch the show. It's uh, it's probably one of the best things that's ever come out of Star Wars, period. 
but the Bad Batch, it seems like it picks up after a bit after season seven. Um, at the end of season seven, we saw the events of Revenge. It played right into Revenge. Mm. Um, so we'll most likely Bad Batch is set pretty soon after that. I have decided for Bad Batch. I have several questions regarding Bad Batch. One of them being, did they execute Order 66? Because they're not tied to a Jedi. Which Jedi? Exactly. They're not tied to a Jedi. They operate independently. So are they potentially, were they, you know, when Order 66 happened, do they really just do nothing because nothing happened? Did they... They do have desirable mutations. So maybe their inhibitor chips were undesirable? I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I've, I'm not really sure. There is, I guess there's a possibility that maybe they didn't act on Order 66 or they became Jedi hunters or I don't really know what they did, but the sizzle reel is amazing. I oh, loved, so cool. I, this is the only trailer that we got that had actual footage from the show. Um, what a trailer which, it was, my friend. It was an amazing trailer. Um, there were a lot of moments that just gave me chills. I don't know if they're at Camino or on Coruscant, but they get, you know, they, they're showing Palpatine give his speech and he's talking about um, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire. Gave mm. me actual chills because um, that's, I believe that's a direct quote from Revenge. But that line just, oh my gosh, it gave me actual chills. So also, that was awesome. There's also something that we have. I know I haven't seen the episode yet, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. So can we talk about the fact that Echo is now a member of said Bad Batch squad? Echo is. Um, and Echo is interesting to me because Echo, out of all of the members of the Bad Batch, Echo, I feel like, is the most likely to execute on Order 66 mm-hmm. because of the fact that he was a regular clone before he joined the Bad Batch. He was messed um, up, though. <laughs> I mean, he he got wrecked, uh, wrecked. In, in season seven. But the man has a cybernetic limb. He's got a lobot thing a, going too. He, he's got a he's got like a that's an R two D two like thing. Oh my word! Yeah, How much Echo of his got head is... Echo got he got some alterations, um, but. I am excited for this show. Uh, I think that it will come out this year. There are a lot of rumors that it's coming out in spring of 2021, spring or summer of 2021. Um, That makes the most sense to me because the show looks really finished. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of footage for it. So yeah, I, I'm really, I think it'll come out this year. Uh, It's just because of the fact that it looks like it's the most done. I'm really excited to just see some more clone commandos like in action. Um, I'm we excited saw, for Bad did Batch. Did you see the Shadow Troopers? Oh, ah, uh, there are Shadow are Troopers. Shadow there are Shadow Troopers in the sizzle reel for Bad Batch. Oh, that's so cool. I I'm just excited. It's just gonna be great because I mean, like, we have Fennec on. also. Oh yeah, you, yeah, yep. You gotta have Fennec. I just think it's interesting, like, um, just to see them all show up in various action like the interweaving of everything showing up together like fennec and then the the clone and then like you know 99 uh the clone force 99 oh i want to go watch the, the trailer again but it just looks great um it looks, it looks but i'm like i'm excited to see what they do with like some of the clone commandos and stuff because like you know 
I know that 90, uh, the Bad Batch is a special group, and they're a little bit different than most clone commandos, but I'm like, yo, we had Delta Squad show up in, like, one Clone Wars episode. That was cool. And then not to mention Gregor just, like, shows up in D-Squad, disappears, somehow manages to show up in uh, He shows up uh, in Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. And he's just, like, a bald, crazy guy now, but it was epic. I just want to see, like, you know, when I think about it for a minute, Clone Commandos, they had some liberties given to them. So do you think that they could, like you said, do you think they'll commit Order 66? Could we see, like, a transfer of the Clone Commandos becoming, like, you know, top-tier Imperial soldiers before they get switched over into Stormtrooper armor, you know? Or what, what do you think? What do you think? I, you know, honestly, I'm not really sure. Um, we do have some precedent for clone commandos potentially getting Imperial stuff, the Imperial Commando series um, that is now Legends. So that is possible. I'm not totally sure at this point. Bad Batch looks incredible. Um, oh, having an actual trailer, I think, helped. Bad Batch was one of those series that when it was announced, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I was excited, but I was like, I'm not really sure how this is going to play out and then we saw the trailer and a lot of my a lot of my concerns were eased because seeing the trailer gave it a lot of context that i felt it needed um so i'm very excited for bad batch i think it'll be great and i hope that it's good uh because i think it will be but that's kind of bad batch um so next next show we got is star wars visions uh this one is also going to we're going to kind of speed run um, because there really was nothing revealed about this show other than it's coming out it, this year. It exists. It exists. It does. And it's anthology. Um, um, it's a series of animated short films. Uh, anime. By anime, short films. anime creators. Um, I have some studios, some anime studios that I would really like to tackle this, um, who I'd like to be a part of. Uh, Madhouse in particular, I'd really, the guys who did One Punch Man season one, I'd Studio love Ghibli to see. Mark. Ghibli doesn't feel appropriate personally, yeah. um, especially I don't, I because I don't know enough about anime. That's that's fair. Um, Ghibli doesn't feel appropriate for this just because of how it is now. Could we see a Ghibli Star Wars short film as part of Visions? Potentially, we could see Ghibli, you know, part of this. Never say never, I guess. Um, but I have some studios that have done more action anime that I'm familiar with that I would personally like to see. Um, mm. Madhouse, again, the guys who did One Punch Man being one of them. But again, we don't really know too much about Visions. I'm excited because it sounds really interesting and it's very different than what I would presume a Star Wars, you know, show would be. And hey, if we get some quality short films, I'm excited. That's really all I'll, I'll say about yeah. Visions because there really isn't much to say about Visions. Maybe it'll be something like Halo Legends was. I've seen different pieces of interesting concepts in that um for the halo universe i thought that was interesting um so if it's like that i'm excited yeah i'm i'm ready either way i'm i'm excited for visions i think it'll be i think it'll be intriguing let's talk about the lando show um this is another show that we don't really have a ton on so we might speed run this one there's the last couple shows we're probably going to speed run only because of the fact that we really don't know too much about them um, there is one show in particular that we don't know too much about that I am actually really excited and do want to take some time to talk about, um, mm. but that's coming a little bit later. But for right mm. now, we got Lando. Um, it's We are actually getting Donald Glover, uh, I believe, 
in this Ooh. show. Potentially, we may also see Billy D. Williams, uh, which would also be really cool. Um, it's being directed by the same guy who did the movie Dear White People, which is a really interesting movie. Oh. Um, I'm fascinated to see what this show will be like. Um, I don't really know too, too much about it. We don't really know much about it at all. Um, it's just being developed by Justin Simeon. Um, so we'll just see how it pans out, but I'm excited. Um, I think yeah, you'll have be to, good, hopefully. I, I'm sure it will. I'm just not as optimistic, I guess, because it's, um, it's just, I like Lando, don't get me wrong. I love him. It's just, yeah, you know. It's I'm one of those just, shows that you're like, meh, I, I don't really need it, but like, I'm fine really with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Another show that, that was announced for Disney Plus was Droid Story. I believe that's following R2-D2 mm. and C-3PO. That's not really a show. We don't really know too much about that show. Um, mm, it's actually I, an animated movie. Oh, it's a movie. Making. Yeah, that's it's right. It's a movie. So that's I'm right. thinking that it could actually, I don't know about you, but I had um, one of the ways that my family also got me into Star Wars is I had that those um, those little cartoons that George Lucas made uh, yeah. with the Ewoks and the droids. So I would love to see them do something like that because I think that's what that could be doing. Um, you know, it says... Uh, it's an. It's coming out. Oh wait, no, it's announced in December, but it's coming out. Um, we don't know when. But it says the description says it's supposed to be um, a special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by three PO and R two D two. Which I'm excited to see R two and three PO. You know, have something of their own. But like, I have a feeling it's going to be a, quite like the Legends thing, which I wouldn't mind honestly. Yeah. Just to just to see some more stuff crossover. I'm just not excited about it, only because of the oh. fact that I don't really care for any of the droid episodes in Clone Wars. Um, so <laughs> I'm different. I love it. <laughs> I so I don't really. I'm not super excited, but if it's good, it's good. Awesome. I'll still watch it regardless. Um, but yeah, that's kind of droid story. We don't know too much about it at this point. All that we know is that C3PO in R2D2 will be in the show. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. We're getting towards the end. Uh, we're gonna. We're going to speed run a little bit. We're going to wrap up the episode here. But the show that I want to talk about is The Acolyte. Oh, my word, The Acolyte. The Acolyte, because this is the show, if we're talking about, if (laughs) if we, like, you know, we're giving out awards or whatever, quote-unquote, for the stuff that was revealed, The Acolyte (laughs) would take most intriguing for me. I think so. And there's a reason why. So it's being created by uh, Leslie Headland, who did the Netflix series Russian Doll, which apparently is really good. But The Acolyte is supposed to be a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets in emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So for context, as of recording this episode, the High Republic has started. Uh, we got Light of the Jedi, um, Light of the Jedi, A Test of Courage, and The Great Jedi Rescue are all out now. Not to mention hundreds of comics that are already coming out. Yeah, there's they're actually the first issue of the High Republic's uh, comic by Kevin Scott actually just released today. Mm. Um, so I will put an Amazon link um, in the description of this episode if you want to go buy Light of the Jedi. It's a fantastic book. I'm actually reading through it now. Um, that book will be reviewed on this show, but Suffice it to say, right now, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of world-building and exposition, which I kind of expected because the book has to set up the entire era 
Um, it's it's got a monumental task, but Charles Sewell is doing a fantastic job so far. But Mr. Dark Vader comic epicness. Exactly. The it's by the guy who did who's done the Vader comics for the past few years and which have been epic. I trust Charles Sewell to do a great job at storytelling. Um, and he has. He has so far. I haven't gotten super far into it, but I would seriously recommend the book. Again, I will put an Amazon link um, in the description of this episode if you want to go check it out. But the Acolyte is going to be set in phase three of the High Republic. So another thing that we had announced uh, a couple days ago was that the uh, High Republic will be done in three phases. So the first phase is going to be Light of the Jedi. Um, and that's going to go till 2022. The second phase Yikes. is called Quest of the Jedi. Um, we don't know when that will end, but most likely it will obviously start in 2022. And then the final phase is going to be called Trials of the Jedi. That phase is where I believe the Acolyte will land um, because it's towards the end of the High Republic initiative. Um, mm -hmm. The Acolyte, I believe, will most likely delve into um it'll probably talk we'll probably see the nile a little bit of the nile in live action we'll the great disaster we the great disaster actually is only is in phase one so oh, remind them remind. great great disaster in, is in phase one we may hear about it in phase three but i don't know how much of that we will actually hear about um but the Acolyte will most likely be set in Phase 3. We'll see some Sith. I'm hoping Darth Plagueis will show up at some point, because uh, that would be really cool. Wookiee um, Jedi. But we don't know too much. <laughs> we just don't know. We don't know much about this this series. I am excited the for the... lightsabers, though. The lightsabers, like, the lightsabers in High Republic are great, and I assume that they will be great in I Acolyte. Love, I love um, But I think that Acolyte will sort of lead into some of the events that set up, you know, Plagueis and episode one, like sort of the beginnings of episode mm. one and stuff like that. I feel like Acolyte will probably hit some of that more Plagueis than anything else. Um, it is female fronted from what I know. So I don't know if they're going to introduce a new Sith or we're going to see flashbacks of like Darth Xana, but I am very excited Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for this show because this show is the first show that seems totally dark side centric entirely, also, which I am really excited about because I love the Sith. I love the Sith more than I love the Jedi. Um, <laughs> and to see an entire show that basically, you know, is centered around the Sith and expanding Sith lore and focusing on that kind of thing. Mm. I think that this show has the potential to be really good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, we don't know much about it, so I can't really comment on it, but you know, on its quality, we don't have a trailer. We don't really have much. I assume it's probably still in early development only because of the fact that we probably won't see the show for another two, three years, but I am excited. This is the one show I, that I am most in terms of like that we don't know too much about that I'm most intrigued by just mainly because of the concept. I hope the execution is good. I, yeah, I, I'm excited because I was kind of bummed when they hadn't like announced any like movies or any like, you know, uh, you know, like, like film ish or media for it at first. So I'm really glad we're at least getting a show. Um, I'm glad they didn't rush into it though, but I'm, I would love to see some kind of, uh, you know, 
uh, movie set in the High Republic or maybe even a trilogy or something. But um, I'm excited for the show. I think it's going to be good. I think it will be too. I totally agree with that. Um, and then finally, the last oh, yeah. thing that we got outside of Taika Waititi's um, unknown film, unknown film that we really also aren't really sure about that. And I don't. Kevin Feige's film. Kevin Feige. Yeah, I forgot. Kevin Feige is going to get a and film. The, and there's um, an untitled trilogy, an untitled film series, a 2025 film, a 2027 film. Who knows? We don't we don't really know too much about what Kevin Feige's doing either, but he's kind of busy yeah. with Marvel stuff at the moment. So uh, yeah. So who knows? Um, but outside of those two films, um, the other big announcement that we got was Rogue Squadron being directed oh, by That's not what I thought uh, you were gonna talk about, but let's keep going. Yes. There's one more thing after this though. Is there? Yes. We forgot to talk about a certain um Mando who might have certainly escaped the uh, certain Starlight yeah. pit. Oh yes. So, there that is that is true. Um but um but one of the last one of the last things that we got we're gonna speed run this one too because there's really not much about it. We got a sort of like behind the scenes trailer type thing or at least like a process of creation type trailer. Um, mm -hmm. But basically, uh, it's being directed by Patty Jenkins, who has done Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. After seeing 1984, I'm actually a little bit more nervous for this movie now. Um, oh, really? I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it um, Sunday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's meh. It's meh, it's meh, it's ah. meh at best. Dang um, it. But... I'm still cautiously optimistic for this because I think from the way that Patty Jenkins talked about it, I think it could be good. Um, I hope mm. it is. If you don't know, one of the other things that's interesting about this movie in particular and its name is that there is a series of games called Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Rogue Squadron, uh, basically, it's like Squadrons, I guess, for a more modern comparison, but it was more focused on single player stuff. Mm. Um, but I really think that this movie could be good. It's coming out in 2023. Uh, we do know that that actually has been confirmed. Uh, it's Christmas of 2023. Yes. So um, expectations for this movie. I just want, I want Top Gun really. <laughs> Top Gun. I, I, think, I, think um, it, I think it might just be Top Gun in space. And honestly, I wouldn't be, I really would not be opposed to that because now, I love Top Gun. So now here's what's interesting. Do you think, uh, speaking of Rogue Squadron, do you think there's going to be any connection to the comics that are already existence for Rogue um, Squadron? Um, yeah, like um, you know the canon ones. I mean, I think there could be. Um, uh, I think that's probably what she'll draw off, like draw off of. I wouldn't be surprised if this is also set post Return of the Jedi. Um, uh, but I don't like, actually know. If they do go with that, you have some commanding officers um, and some very important people that um, kind of uh, would need a certain, um, let's say, well, uh, de-aging, which a uh, uh, certain Luke Skywalker or Wedge. Wedge, Wedge Ancilly is a certain Dev Seneska, that one guy in the back of the, sorry, yeah. the speeder in episode five. Yeah, uh, I do think um, I do think we'll see some of that. I don't really know too much. Uh, of what we'll see she wants to make it the best fighter pilot movie ever so Ooh. from the from the trailer direct quote from her i hope it is i hope it is i too. hope it's good because this is another thing 
another important thing about Rogue Squadron is that this is basically a it's another very different Star Wars movie. Slash but it's TV also show, like whatever. very true, very true to what Star Wars is, though. I mean, it is. you got the whole ship aspect because. We've had so many movies with, and stuff with Jedi, and don't get me wrong, I love that, and I always want more, but we also have some stuff of ships, and, like, we don't get a whole lot of that, other than, like, Rogue One and Episode Nine. Oh my word, all the ships, that was... We haven't, like, outside of, in canon at least, outside of Squadrons, we mm-hmm. don't have really much of anything that's dedicated to pilots in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I'm most excited for. I think that's what yeah. I'm most excited for. Um, I'm also excited for the fact that it's literally Rogue Squadron, and if they, you know, if they do Rogue Squadron justice, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, down to see some new characters too. But true to some old ones. Very true. So that is um, one of that was the last thing that was revealed at Disney Investor Day. Now we have one more show that we hinted to at the top of the episode that was announced and that is the book of boba fett the book of oh boba fett word, was announced at the end of uh mando season two um and it is going to be a limited series it is coming out next year christmas of 20 actually no not next year this year christmas of 2021 this year which is the reason why Phew. mandalorian season three was delayed it's the reason why it got which pushed i'm okay back. with i'm fine with I, that I, being pushed back i think that as long as Mando season three can use the time to just refine what it is trying to do in season three, um, mm-hmm. if they need extra shooting days or whatever, I think this will give it that sort of, you know, buffer. But Book of Boba Fett is confirmed to be starring Tamura Morrison, obviously, as Boba Fett and Ming mm-hmm. uh, Na Wen as Fennec Shan. Which I'm um, glad she actually is back because, like, you don't just use her one... in one episode and then not bring her back. Because, yeah, like, when I think of Ming-Na Wen, I think of two things automatically. I think of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then Mulan, because she was the original voice actor for Mulan in the Disney cartoon. Was she really? And yes, she was. I did not and know that. Yeah, and that's why that's why I think it's so cool, because I'm just like, wait a minute. Well, I know she didn't sing, but she could have, maybe. I don't know. I'm hoping a little bit too much. But anyway, when I think of her, I think of immediately like, oh, Marvel, beat the crap out of high villains. Oh, Mulan. I have all of this history of beating out Han people. And then she's like, oh, she's going to get a Star Wars role. And I was like, oh, well, that'll be interesting because, like, that episode, uh, in all honesty, that episode wasn't my favorite. I was glad they were back on Tatooine. I was glad that, like, you know, the pit droids and all this stuff were there. But I'm sorry. Callian, whatever his name was, that was painful. He was a horrible smuggler, and he was just painful. Um, And then they just killed her off, and I was like, well, shoot. But then season two, and then, like, she's alive. And not only that, she's now, like, Boba Fett's, like, right-hand man, in a sense. Yeah, I basically. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, the concept of that is is awesome. Um, and also, I, she's showing up in Bad Batch. Like, I think she's she in a voicer, too. Yeah, she um, is. She's voicing. That's another thing we forgot to mention. Um, Fennec is in Bad Batch, and it will be, Fennec will be voiced by Ming-Na Wen, which is really exciting. That's pretty much everything, every Star Wars-related announcement that was revealed at Disney Investor Day 2020, um, which is a lot. It's a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. I'm excited for most of it. 
Um, yeah. Droid story, I'm not totally sold on yet, but well, I'm not totally sold on a few other things here. But most there's of them a couple. Are cool. There's a few other things that I'm not totally sold on, only because of the fact that we just don't know. We just don't know anything about it. Um, you know what? At least we don't have a retelling of Caravan of Courage or the Battle for Endor or the Holiday Special. Actually, that Holiday Special in Lego was hilarious. So I have I not actually watched it, but I okay. I've you need to it. go watch it. It's so it's hilarious. It's yeah. a good time. But um, in terms of stuff to expect for this year, uh, expect probably Bad Batch. I feel like that's a safe thing to expect. Um, expect Visions because Visions was confirmed Visions. to be coming out this year. And expect Book of Boba Fett for Christmas of this year. So we have three shows uh, for Star Wars that are coming out this year. We've got a lot of High Republic stuff that's coming out that I'm really excited about. I hope is really good. We have a new novel, if you didn't see that, uh, that is being written by Kevin Scott, which is the follow-up to Light of the Jedi called The Rising Storm. Uh, which is actually available for pre-order right now. It comes out June 26th, I believe. Um, so if you're interested, if you're reading Light of the Jedi and you're excited for more, uh, you can check that novel out. But that is going to do it for uh, this episode of the Laser Sword Wielding Podcast. Thank you, Andrew, Woo! for coming on and Absolutely. discussing having me. discussing everything uh, related to Star Wars. And, um, yeah. Again, you can follow the show on Twitter at LaserSwordPod. That's at Laser underscore Sword underscore Pod. You can, again, get in contact with me uh, through that. You can DM me on Twitter, or you can email me uh, at LaserSwordPod at gmail.com. That's LaserSwordPod at gmail.com. Until next episode, may the Force be with you always. (laughs) 